welcome to the TNT Wrestling Podcast. Where we talk all things wrestling from WWE. Now return to save the WWE. NXT, New Japan Pro, and Ring of Honor. And he wants that television title. We don't know if he's allowed to do it. Now here's your host, Tracy, a.k.a. Smiley. is up you lovely ladies and gentlemen this is the tnt podcast we are back with another episode surprise now i know you guys are like what you guys don't usually come out until like you know every other monday well motherfucker things are about to change on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) things are about to change we're going from every other monday for pay-per-views to not every single week for raw and smackdown and nxt since i had a lot of people tell me can you guys do reviews again? We missed that. I had one person ask me, can you guys do NXT reviews? Because I'm sorry. I kind of been slacking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> Don't hate me. You're not alone. Not alone. I've been slacking. I kind of have not been watching because every time I watch, I'm like, damn, I already know what to happen because somebody on my Twitter wants to tell me everything that happened at NXT because they literally go to every single show and then hit me up and say, guess what happened? And when I don't answer, they be like, since you're not answering, I'm going to tell you anyway. God damn you. Mm, Look at that. Damn it. One time I don't want to know, you tell me anyways. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. So, oh my God. This week has been a shit show for wrestling. A shit show a literal shit show a literal shit show because literally literally we've had so many toilet jokes for the past two weeks that i literally just shaking my head saying what grade am i in again what age am i again how old is this mcmahon <laughs> he's a million like 60 70 70 yeah he's a million years old we have to we have to give him some he is he looks good for almost a million and a half. yeah he looks good for nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> he, he looks good. He looks good. Other than that, god damn it, Vince McMahon. Why? 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 So I want to know. Why? What? Oh my god. So before we get into it, before we get into the shit shows, that well, shit show that was raw, I have to ask you, Sean. If What's you up? were to work for WWE, what would you do to fix Monday Night Raw? Because if you guys did not know, Raw hit its lowest ratings ever in the TV history. They hit their lowest viewership. That's bad. And plus, at the last show, their Texas show, half the arena was absolutely empty. Things are not looking good for Raw. As SmackDown, however... You got Becky Lynch, so everything's good. And by the way, Becky's access for the Royal Rumble, because you guys know they're doing access for Royal Rumble, her VIP access stuff sold out in less than 90 seconds. 90 seconds, her VIP sold out. Everybody else still has VIPs left but her. I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised. I know she's, like, extremely over with the fans right now. But goddamn, 90 seconds? Like, shit. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for some people who really want to see Becky. Now they can't because her shit's out. No, I don't feel bad. I mean, she's the hottest person in the game right now, so it's appropriate that she sold out in 90 seconds. True. So, how if you were to work for Raw, how would you fix Raw? Well, I truly believe that one day I'm going to get signed. Um, and it probably won't be by WWE. Maybe it will. But, like, I'll take my talents to Ring of Honor or New Japan or yeah. Impact or wherever. But to answer your question, um, you got to get back into the reality-based product. You know, I think that we're getting a little bit too cookie-cutter, a little bit too um, kindergarten, like you were saying before. And it, it's really getting insulting at this point. Um, Very much. Yeah, some. Yeah, it's getting insulting. It's it's really corny. The product is corny. I mean, I'm talking about worse than Doink the Clown corny. You know, people always oh God, use the Doink, Doink the, Cl- the Clown. No, listen, people use the Doink the Clown reference. I brought that up purposely because people say whenever they talk about crappy, the crappiest era of wrestling, they talk about Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown was actually entertaining. Now, if you want to talk, talk about Duke the Dumpster Josie, that's something different. Mm-hmm. But Doink the Clown would, let me I would kill for Doink the Clown right now. On Raw, because I would finally have something be, that would be worth watching. They've completely mishandled the Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins situation. They've completely mishandled the heat that's on um, that's on Nia Jax. They, they're manipulating that, and, and I'm not going to get into a big tangent about that. I did that last week. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question directly, you got to tap into the reality of the situation, which is the best wrestlers in the world today and i'm talking about people like dolph ziggler who continue to get jobbed out every single week even though he lost even though he won against drew mcintyre on monday it was uh, it wasn't a clean win of course it couldn't be a clean win because there's no way that dolph ziggler one of the best pure athletes in the world could beat drew mcintyre absolutely not we all know that dolph jobs every single week but whatever (laughs) um you know, we're, we're talking about Daniel Bryan turning turning heel for absolutely no reason. That's on SmackDown. I'll stick to Raw. My fault. Um, Raw has just become a very long marathon of nothingness. True. Three hour show. It's they're they're, they're trying. They're literally trying to, exp- you know, basically put stuff in the show to make it last the entire three hours. They should knock it down to two hours. I mean, if you don't have anything, then just give me two hours of quality instead of three hours of garbage. Um, Bobby Lashley has been a complete disappointment. Oh, dear God. Um, I mean, his his return has, has fallen so short of so anything bad. that I'm sure WWE has, has thought about. So, again, to answer your question, you got to get back into reality. You got to get some real-life promos. You gotta add, I hate to say add some profanity, but add some realness at least to the promos. Um, take advantage of situations that pop up and make the product good. Like, instead of manipulating the Nia Jax situation, which is a complete slap in the face, instead of manipulating, God bless him, the Roman Reigns situation, which is completely distasteful and disgusting, how about you really tap into what Dean Ambrose is all about. Why don't you really tap into what Seth Rollins is all about? Why don't you really exploit the talents of Dolph Ziggler? Why don't you really exploit who, uh, the talents of a person who's still being underutilized in Finn Balor? Okay? Finn Balor was the the, uh, the universal champion. I would love to know. I wish I had a crystal ball to know what would have happened had he not gotten hurt with that match and Seth Rollins 
you know, at SummerSlam a couple of years ago. Would they have let him have a chance to really have a run? Because he hasn't had an opportunity to be the man ever since. Um, for God's sakes, bring Kevin Owens back as soon as he's humanly possibly healthy, for the love of God. Uh, bring Sam, uh, bring Sami Zayn back as quickly as you possibly can as soon as he's cleared. But as far as the people that are in the building right now, stop stop with the garbage. With I mean, the the... the Situation with Bailey and Sasha makes me want to throw up every single week. It's so disgustingly, like it's it's so much candy. It's making my teeth rot. Um, and I think that's what's going on right now. I think Vince is really out of touch. Um, the first day I get hired at WWE, I probably get fired the same day because I would tell Vince he needs to step down. <laughs> so you know, um, the NXT product is the best product of all three brands. I think there's no doubt that SmackDown is better than Raw. I think it's really a shame that the Raw product that's supposed to be the flagship show has gotten what it got gotten as horrible as it is you you hit the nail right on the head last night or two nights ago in houston it was a shameful attendance shameful half the whole entire arena was completely empty and you know what that's exactly what started happening with wcw vince mcmahon and whoever else is in charge should thank their lucky stars that a impact is not on their level B, Ring of Honor doesn't have the finances to be on their level because if they did, they'd be damn near out of business because Raw, I'm going to go on record, Raw absolutely sucks. Raw is as worst as it's ever been. The product makes me want to throw up. I literally forget to watch. I mean, Mondays used to be wrestling night. Now Mondays is about Monday Night Football. I'm watching what my players on Fantasy are going to do. So, um... Ooh, what would I do? Team. I would, yeah. What would I do? I would exploit the the, the uber talented guys like Ziggler and Balor. I would work better with with Dean and Seth and try and make this thing work. I would exploit what you had. You had lightning in a bottle with Bailey and Sasha, and you let it go. Um, and honestly, I would I would shorten the show from three hours to two. And if you have to do away with the brand extension, do it. I know that sounds really bad. You want to separate the two brands. But at this point, SmackDown is so much better than Raw. Then you, you may have to make some changes. So um, I'm, I know I'm saying a whole lot and saying nothing at the same time. And that's pretty much what Raw is to me. A whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of everything at the same time. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah, I definitely agree with you 100%. This whole entire Monday Night Raw has just been a shit show for like the past Two weeks. First, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. It's been absolutely horrible. When you have, um, oh god, what is that radio show that has uh Bubba Ray and um Mark Henry? Oh god, I just forgot the name of it. Um, fuck it. Anyways, uh, when you have those guys, when you have Mark Henry saying that Raw is absolutely terrible, terrible, that you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong, and. I don't understand Vince and his pee jokes. Like, I don't understand Vince. What is so fucking funny? Busted Open Radio. Yes, thank you. Busted Open Radio. I love them so much. I listen to them every day. When you have Mark Henry, a WWE Hall of Famer, saying, going to change. Something really needs to change. You have Bubba Ray saying how it's terrible and all of that. Look, if Ring of Honor had the finances. That's what I'm saying. Had the finances. Let me tell you. I've been to a couple of Ring of Honor shows. They come down here almost once a year, maybe once, twice a year. They come down here. 
They go. Yes. They, they don't come to Orlando. They go to Lakeland, which is like an hour away from me. I don't care. I'll drive it because I want to see the Young Bucks. Those are my boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, Matt Taven and all them because I love me some Matt Taven. Anyways, <laughs> I do. I love them so much. Oh, I love Matt Taven. Anyways. And it's for the TV. It's for TV. Usually they record about two, three episodes in one night. So we're like mm-hmm. we're there for like four or five hours of pure wrestling. Let me tell you, that shit be sold out. All chairs, none of them empty. Everybody's there. Everybody. Like, it's never empty. Every time they come down here, it's never empty. And I'm plus, not surprised. I'm not surprised. And plus, you know, since it's indies, they do have like meet and greets before the show. So, like, if you want to pay for a meet and greet with the Bucks or Matt Taven, and them, it, you can. It's, like, maybe, like, $30, $40. I think I only paid – how much did I pay the last time? I paid about $40 to take a picture with the Bucks. Worth it. They made the host of TNT podcast pay – they should pay you. Who the hell do they think they are? What are you talking about? Gladly <laughs> pay, God damn it. I will No, you tell them to pay you for your presence. Sons of bitches, who the hell do they think they are? Don't make me come down there. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, Bucks. I love the Bucks. I support them. I like the young Bucks too, but she should be paying Smiley for her time, not the other way around. Show some (laughs) damn respect. (laughs) They have no idea who I am. I don't care if you're the best tag team in the world right now. I'll slap (laughs) the hell out of both of you. No, I'm just playing. Shout out to the Bucks, man. I love the Bucks. <laughs> they remember me every time they come down here. Every time I take a picture of them, they literally remember me. They're like, we remind you from the le-. like. They remember from me from um, WrestleCon in New Orleans. They're like, hey, didn't we meet you at WrestleCon? I was like, yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the Bucks, man. It's shout like- out to the Bucks. But trust me, if they had the money to go against WWE, oh, it'd be over. It would be over. They would take almost half of their fan base. Because if you did, if you don't watch Monday Night Raw or Tuesday Night SmackDown, who do you see when you go out when the when the cameras in the crowd? What do you do? You not see WWE t-shirts. What do you see? What else do you see? Young Buck t-shirts, Ring of Honor t-shirts, all in the crowd just to piss off Vince. Just you know what makes me really upset though. I mean, the fact that you have so much of the Balor Club in WWE, and for some reason. You can't use I mean, them right. Huh? Say it again? I said they don't know how to use them right. You have almost... I guess not. I guess not. Like, you have so many. You could have... You have so... Well, I can't even talk. You could have had... When the Shield was still together, you literally teased us with AJ Styles and the Good Brothers versus the New Day versus the shield just to see who was the best tag team and then you could have put the usos in it and it would have been an amazing match amazing but no no you just couldn't give give that to us like could you could you vent could you vent no. i mean instead of putting instead of putting the bullet club back together with let's call i mean the good bro you have if you have the good brothers you have aj styles and you have finn balor that's a pretty good crux of, of what you need to make a pretty, pretty damn good stable. I mean, you don't have the Bucks, you don't have Cody, whatever. But th- that's a pretty formidable foursome. But instead of doing that, you give us DX, who's a million, and the Brothers of Destruction, who are a million and one in a tag team match when you have the Bullet Club in your locker room. Like, I, I, I just I cannot wrap my head around how and why the Revival can't Win a match against what? The, the, my God! 
I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Go ahead. Now, speaking of young, the Young Bucks and Cody, there is a very wild rumor that's going around wrestling Twitter for like the past week now that Cody, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Marty Scroll are all about to open up their own wrestling company called the AEW. I forgot what AEW stands for, but I'm going to look it up. Or, you know, Sean will look it up for me. Right. <laughs> She's by a computer. Um, yep. Pretty much, you know, Cody is totally, you know, but he was at a Jacksonville Jaguars game on Sunday. So he is doing nothing but just letting these rumors go wild. And then he tweeted out, is there anybody who's not under a contract, any wrestler who's not under contract in 2019? And he's just letting these rumors go flying wild. So... According to the dirt sheets, the dirty sheets, there are two people in WWE who have in WWE who have all elite wrestling. Thank you, all elite wrestling. There are yeah, yeah. It's AEW stands for all elite wrestling. Now, according to the dirt sheets, two people in WWE have actually said that they will go to all elite wrestling and will be leaving the company in April. Now. A lot of swirling has been going on. A lot of people say that it's Finn. A lot of people say it's Good Brothers. Some people say it's AJ Styles. People say it's The Revival. Now, from what The Revival is looking at right now, literally losing to three luchadors for the past two weeks because mm-hmm. of lucha, house, lucha, lucha Party Rules, which I don't understand. What the fuck is Lucha Party Rules? How the hell do they get to have Lucha House Party Rules, but The New Day can't? Like, what, what, what? No. So that's ridiculous. Not fair. That's not fair. Why the hell do they get to all three be in a tag team, but the New Day can't? What, that makes no fucking sense. But it doesn't. Course. It makes no it, sense. It at makes all. no sense. But thanks, Vince. So idiot, <laughs> idiot. So dumb. A lot of you people probably get what I'm saying. A lot of you supernatural mm. fans get exactly what I just said. No, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking idiot. Unbelievable. Un. Believable. So let's get into Monday Raw. Let's just get right into it. So we open the show with a tag team match with Ronda Rousey and her bestie, um, Natty, versus what was it? Um oh shit. Who'd they go against? Naya Naya, Naya and, and um, Tamina. Tamina, yeah. Naya and Tamina. Now I'm thinking, okay, why are we getting this again? But it's fine. So from what everyone's talking about on Twitter, they are just roasting the hell out of poor Rhonda because when she was in the corner with Tamina, literally you can see that either A, she botched it, or B, she was just punching at air, which everyone, everyone is just tearing her a new one. Say, look at Rhonda, she can't wrestle. Look at her, she's punching the air. And I'm just like... Rather her punch air than punch somebody in the face. True. Very, very true. Just let her punch the air as much as she wants. But then the riot squad came out of nowhere. Uh, they put poor Natty through a table, and Natty sold a uh, elbow injury, but you know she doesn't really have. And the it ended in a disqualification three minutes after the match started, which I was just like, okay. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so then after that we get another open forum with Sasha. And Bailey with Alexa Bliss as, you know, the 
head manager of the women's division now with her injury. But today, thanks, thanks to Nia Jax. Thanks to Nia Jax. But today, good well, job, Nia. Way to go. But yesterday, she actually got cleared to wrestle. She's totally clear. She's fine. It's not career threatening like we all thought it was. She's fine. Not career threatening this time. No, not this time. So yeah, this time, the, right? With this open forum, we had you know people in the crowd ask questions. We had, oh, by the way, one of these girls, the black girl with uh, who asked that question, she's actually a very good wrestler. That I found out via my friend. Thank you very much. One of my friends on Instagram, the Black Wrestling Alliance. Y'all need to go follow him. Go follow him. He's in the UK. Um, we did find out that one of the girls that was asking the questions was is a wrestler. And she's pretty goddamn good. She's really goddamn good. So I just totally forgot her name, though. But, yeah, she's a really good wrestler. And, of course, I think I saw an NXT guy. Uh, one of the guys who asked the questions, I think he's also an NXT. He's a trainee who has not had any TV time yet. I'm going to call it right now. I don't know, you know, 100%, but I think he is. But okay. not like last week. Did, did not, you know, when Alicia Fox, Mickey James, and Dana Brooke, who all of a sudden turned heel again for no reason. Dana Brooks know. is now the female Big Show. Yes, yes, she is, even though Nia Jax <laughs> is the female Big Show. We have a lot of female Big Shows in this damn company. Yeah, Nia Jax is the female Big Show for a different reason. Yes, yes, it is. But, of course, during this open forum, we had Bailey insisting that her and Sasha Banks want to become the first Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. Now, I'm going to need y'all, WWE, to quit teasing us. Quit teasing us and just give us the championships. Either announce them at the Royal Rumble or announce them at WrestleMania, which I'm still very much thinking about going going to because I really want to go see Pentagon. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I st- I'm still thinking about it. I'm just like, I really want to go, but I really, really, really just want to go to WrestleCon so I can go meet Pentagon Black. That's it. Uh, I just want to meet Pentagon Jr. and his brother Felix. That's it. That's all I want to do. <laughs> You're coming to New York where you belong. I don't like where I belong. God, no. <laughs> where you belong for WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> I'm going to say, don't say I'm, I'm not a New Yorker. Not a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Shout out to New York, man. Shout out to my city. So then, of course, when Mickey Jane, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox showed up, uh, apparently, Miss Alexa Bliss, who's been a heel for like ever, all of a sudden stopped them. I'm just like, huh? I'm just like, er, what? Shaggy? What? She stopped it? <laughs> I'm just like, don't tell me they're trying to tease us with an Alexa Bliss baby face turn. Her? Uh, a baby uh, face? No. So then she turned that into a tag. So I'm like, we got a tag team match, y'all. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> so then we got oh Bailey. Gosh, shout out to Teddy Long. <laughs> I love Teddy Long. I actually met him WrestleCon uh, weekend in New Orleans. He is like the uncle you guys always wanted. Oh, my God. The shit he told me. When I asked him, I was like, Teddy, you know, that suit looks good. I know you like your suit. He's like, ah. He's like, I want to get the hell out of this damn suit. I want to be I want to be in my sweatpants. I was like, damn, Teddy, shit. Teddy, Teddy's that dude, yo. Teddy is the best. Love him. So then we got a tag team match with Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nikki James and Alicia Fox. Now, Yawn. And, yeah. 
it was yawn. It was eh, yeah. Of course, Bailey and Sasha won. By you know, Sasha trapped Alicia Fox in the bank statement, and of course, uh, it was a lot of botching. Um, Mickey James was botching everywhere because number one, her parents were losing. Number two, her thong was showing every time Bailey we roll her ass up. You can swoop see Mickey James's thong. I'm like, oh my god, Mickey. <laughs> And you know something's wrong if I don't notice something like that. That's how bored I was watching the match. I was really just watching, watching. I'm just like, hold on. I can't think. I'm like, that's regular. Oh, then I saw, I thought it was regular underwear, but then I saw the string. I was like, no, this girl does not have on the thong. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm-mm. Shout out to Mickey James wearing thongs. God bless you. <laughs> I do love her, though. Mickey is the sweetest. I love her. So then we got the Lucha House Party versus Scott Dawson. No, they all came out, and Scott Dawson saying, you know, that Lucha House Party is bad. They don't know what tag team wrestling is. And as soon as they get into the ring, all of a sudden, here comes JoJo saying, my God, don't get me wrong. I love the Lucha House Party. Do not get me wrong. Those boys know how to party. How do I know? Because I party with Lindsay Dorado on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. That man can drink, Okay. The man will drink you under the table. Get your ass fucked up. Nice. He's fine. He did He did come with the mask on. Because, of course, nobody can know their secret identities. I don't know what any of them look like underneath their mask except for um, the king of the ropes. Uh, I can't think of his God damn. I always forget his name. I always forget his name. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I, I know Kalisto. I know Lisa Dorado. Grandma Tleek. Yeah. I never seen Grandma Talik without his mask on. Never, never in my life, never seen it. Now here's my question. Here's a little, here's a little uh, brain teaser for you. If nobody knows what they look like, and they came out without their mask, how would anybody know it was them? True. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'd be like, huh? I would probably. Yeah, know I'm just saying. Like, I would probably know because of his hair, because he has. Okay, I'm just, I'm just throwing it, I'm just throwing it out there. Just you know, if nobody ever seen you and you came out without the mask. Now, if you want to be a moron and wear the mask and then take it off, okay, now we know who you are. But if you leave the hotel without the mask, nobody's going to know who you are, bro. Except for Kalisto. Everyone knows what the hell Kalisto is. He's way too short. Like, we all know. Kalisto, motherfucker, we know it's you. Okay, that's Kalisto. We figure out Kalisto. We figure out Ray. Even though we know what Ray looks like from the old No, Everybody was in a tizzy when Ray's mask came off. Even, you know, during the match, his face showed a little bit. Everyone was up in arms like, oh, my God, Ray's been on mask. I'm just like. If you guys are real fans, you know that he started in WWE, no, not WWE, WWF without the mask on. And plus, he always yeah. posts on Instagram without the mask on. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he got exposed. He got exposed in the Kevin Nash match back in, in WCW. Like, that's yes. old news. So, we all know what the man looks like. He looks good for his age. For his age, he looks good. Yeah, he's a good-looking look, good guy. Good-looking guy. He's got a beautiful wife, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, this match, I don't get it. I don't understand. What the fuck... Why do the Lucha House Party get to have Lucha House Party rules? But when it comes to the New Day on SmackDown, they have to be a regular tag team. Why do Is it because they're... Heels? I guess so. <laughs> I was joking around. That was a little tease. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people on Twitter saying the Lucha House Party are heels. And I'm just like, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Cheat to win. Kind of makes hey, sense. Makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. 
So, eh, boring match. Didn't really care. So then we got Baron Corbin coming out, and we celebrated a very special day. It was the celebration of Drew McIntyre, and I'm just. Oh my God! <laughs> a was... Drew McIntyre appreciation night. night. The same show, the same show that has had. Stone Cold Steve Austin Appreciation Night. The same show that has had Rock and Sock Connection, This Is Your Life. The same show. That show had a Drew McIntyre. Listen to this, people. All the fans of TNT Podcast, listen up. (laughs) On Monday Night Raw, (laughs) we had a show that was an appreciation of Drew, by God, McIntyre. <laughs> Let it soak in. Let it soak in. On a, on a show that had Ric Flair appreciation night, Shawn Michaels appreciation night, Drew McIntyre! Appreciation night on Monday night. Let me tell you something. Drew McIntyre shouldn't have an appreciation night on heat, and heat no longer exists. (laughs) (sighs) Somebody frustrated. Now, now in this house, every night is Drew McIntyre appreciation night because, by God, have you seen that man? Oh my God. Uh you're talking about something different. We're t- I'm talking about wrestling. Sorry. Every time I If you find the guy attractive, that's fine. I get it. Every To me, every every night should be Sasha Banks Appreciation Night, too. But if they actually had a Sasha Banks Appreciation Night, I'd be ready to burn the place down just like I'm ready to burn it down. Do you understand how ridiculous it is that there was a Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night? Seriously, I know you like him. I know you think he's attractive. Whatever. That's fine. Barry. I'm talking about from a wrestling standpoint. Do you understand how dumb that is? Yes. Very good. Oh. Cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, this appreciation night was followed up by him getting a medal. He oh. presented Drew McIntyre with Monday Night Raw's gold medal of excellence because oh. we have to make fun of the point that the old general manager had a gold medal because, you know, he's in the Olympics. So now Drew has a freaking gold medal because why the fuck not? Why not? Why? I don't know. And I'm just like, who booked this shit? But then his appreciation night party was stopped. Well, not stopped. Someone came out because he was very, very, very upset. Now, Dolph Ziggler came out to interrupt Drew McIntyre, pretty much to say that it was because of him he came to Raw. The most talented, pure wrestler on Raw today, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, tell that to all of my friends because they all love him, including Janelle. Shout out to Janelle. She loves Drew. She loves Dolph. Loves Dolph. So much when she met Dolph at Access this year, she cried and ended up on WWE.com. That's what's up. That's what's up. Dolph is the man. He's he's getting totally underutilized. But go ahead. So he came out interrupting him, saying that, you know, 
um, reminding Drew that they were supposed to dominate Raw together and that he was not invited to the party. So then Drew got in his face and said he was never invited and that Drew was the whole entire package. He said, and I quote, your role was to get me in a prominent position and look at me now. You did it. Mm. Mm. So then Dolph Ziggler snapped and dropped Drew McIntyre with a zigzag. And as he tried to walk off, Baron Corbin made a mess between between them. So it was Dolph versus Drew. Yeah, now, whatever. <laughs> thank you. Now this match, I was like, no, we should not be getting this for free. This should be happening on a goddamn pay-per-view. This match, I have been waiting for this match since day since the day he came to Raw. I was like, he is going to somebody is going to turn on somebody and they'll probably be Drew turning on Dolph and I just can't wait for that match because that match is going to be the shit because both of them in a match together oh god amazing this match oh I loved it fucking loved it loved it loved it loved it but but of course Dolph sort of did win clean because we had a Finn Balor come out and um to drop kick Drew McIntyre because don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It totally made sense, right? Don't know why, but okay. So then. I wish I could slap the writers of WWE right across the face. <laughs> I wish I could literally, like, and that includes, I would, let me tell you something. I would get fired within 30 seconds. If Vince hired me, I'd get fired because I would slap Vince right across the face. I would slap the wrinkles right off of his face. That's the best reason to get fired. Oh my god, that oh he's so out of touch. Go ahead. So then after that we got the Elias concert that we were all waiting for. But I like Elias. I like Elias. Love Elias. But this time Elias didn't come up with his hair up. No, 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 he did not. He came out with his hair down, looking like the guitar Jesus we always wanted. Alright, you know this is this is a smiley thing. Now I'm gonna let you have the reins on this one. Sorry, you know how much it's I love It's okay. Him. I know. But let's not go too far. Go ahead. Hi. I'll let you. You know what? You got 30 seconds. Go. All right. He came out. Prima said he wanted to beat Lashley over the head with his guitar. But then here comes Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. And Leo Rush, being his old annoying ass self, said, "Look at Bobby Lashley. Look at him. Look at his muscles. Look at his ass. I I don't know why Leo wants all of us looking at his." at his ass like leo i didn't know you I'm went that way i mean that's very very uncomfortable. very uncomfortable very uncomfortable i don't want to see his ass so then elias um took the fight to bobby lashley who gained the upper hand elias fought back and chased bobby all the way to the back so then frustrated elias is on the ramp with his guitar looking very pissed off but then out of nowhere here comes leo rush and then elias looked at the crowd looked at his guitar, and slammed Leo Rush in the back with his guitar. But, but, Leo Rush didn't come out of nowhere because it was Finn Balor who pushed Leo Rush onto the ramp so Elias could hit him with his guitar. And Elias looked awesome. at Finn. Elias looked at Finn. Finn gave him a two-sweet, and Elias put his hair back up and walked to the back, and it was beautiful. And I'm just like... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That was a cool segment. I'm like, look at Finn getting in every single segment. I love it. He ain't got nothing else to do. Fucking love it. Elias should have been champ. Elias should be IC champ. Just saying. 
I heard that rumor. Oh my god, I heard that. Yeah, if you didn't, if you don't know the rumor, pretty much uh, Elias was actually supposed to win the IC title from Seth, but they decided not to have it happen. I was just like, damn it! <laughs> you know how amazing that would have been. Shit. <laughs> Huh. Elias will have his moment. I think Elias is a new a future WWE champion or yes. world champion, universal yes, champion, yes. or whatever. I need him to have another surprise concert like he did on Bourbon Street because that was that was amazing. That was all right. Stay amazing. stay focused. Now. All right, focus. So next match we have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus Spud. <laughs> Sorry, first Ooh. we had Bobby versus Spud. So backstage, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable wanted another chance at the tag, Raw Tag Team Championships. So Baron being Baron said, okay, Bobby, if you can beat Drake Maverick in a match, you can have your championship match. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was just like, look at Spud making his wrestling debut. Look at him go. Go ahead, Spud. Sorry, I can't call him Drake Maverick. His name is Spud, okay? Yeah, that's true. That is that is his name. That is his name. So, Bobby came out without you know his role because if you did not know last week, it got peed on by Drake Maverick. Sorry, Spud. Because I don't know fucking why. Because Vince loves pee jokes. I don't fucking get it. Huh. So, Bobby had moron. The, Bobby had the upper hand, of course. But then the screen comes on and we see AOPP. Beating up poor Chad Gable. <laughs> Breaking, uh, beating up poor Chad Chad Gable, throwing him into what looks like these walls of stuff, and like walls, of, Jer- walls of Jericho. No, not the walls of Jericho. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was the right. walls of something. So then, I, just, I mean, no, Vince is too stupid to have the walls of Jericho on his show. Okay. So then, um. Baron came out and said, you know what? I changed my mind. It's going to be a now three-on-two handicap match. Get out there right now. So, ALP leaves him backstage. Then Baron gets in poor um, oh, Chad Gable's face and said, like, you can't help your partner or some shit like that and leaves. I'm just like, ah, fucking hell. So, the ALPP comes out to beat up poor Bobby. And then here comes poor hurting Chad Gable. And I'm just like, oh, this is not going to end well. So, of course, they came out and pummeled everyone, and it just did not look good. And, of course, it was not good. Drake Maverick actually pinned Bobby Roode. Why? Ugh, I don't. I'm about to go off again. I'm about go to go on. off. Count me, count me down from three. Three, two, one. The former TNA heavyweight champion of the world. One of the best NXT champions of all time. Bobby freaking rude. Jobbing to Drake Maverick. What the hell? Let's let's not forget Drake Maverick got pinned by a baby. A baby. Matt Hardy's baby. Let's not forget that. He got pinned by him. We're going to get into NXT a little later, but I'm going to say this now. This is why I actually secretly in my gut don't want Adam Cole to get called up. Don't want the Undisputed Era to get called up. Don't want Velveteen Dream to get called up. Even though I really, really want them to, I don't want them to. You know why? Because I don't want their career to be Bobby Rooted. 
We That's don't a thing on Twitter, want, by the way. That yes. Hashtag Bobby Rooted. R-O-O-D-E-D. Bobby Rooted. Because Bobby Rood has had his career ripped from greatness to supreme mediocrity. What the hell? I'm done for now. <laughs> so, with that, next on the list. So, as we're, you know, settling from that, all of a sudden we hear the purge alarm. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's the purge, it's happening! But that's not what I thought. All we see is people coming out in SWAT attire with gas mask on. I'm just like, in my head, I was like, it's the purge, it's the purge, it's the purge, it's the purge. The purge is happening. Somebody's about to die live on TV and it's going to be hella good. But no, it's not what I thought. It's not the purge. It's actually Dean Ambrose coming out in a gas mask and a fur coat looking like one of those pimps you see off TV or one of those drug dealers you see on CSI Miami. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, what the entire fuck? Now, Dean Ambrose's new character, his heel character, I liked it when he was talking shit, you know, tr- playing a game, a terrible game of Where's Waldo with Seth Rollins. But this, this, is his heel character a whole germaphobe? What the fuck is this? What the fuck oh, is this? I don't fucking so understand it. I don't get it. It is so stupid. So, as Ambrose Ambrose is laying out his plan to use Seth's emotions to get him against him and take his icy champion uh, ship in the process, Seth comes out and attacks all these SWAT team members from behind and then taking the fight to Dean Ambrose. But when Dean Ambrose tried to escape through the WWE Universe, it didn't really quite go down like that. Seth grabbed Dean and they just fighting through universe old school style, and I'm just like, yes, 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 this is what I want. No more of the gas mask bullshit, no more you getting five shots in three minutes. No, stupid. Fight each other. (laughs) Please. So then, Ambrose tried to escape and threw obstacles to Seth, Seth's way, um, going so far to pull one of the SWAT team members in front of a diving Seth Rollins, a Suicide diving, Seth Rollins. So then, when they actually did get in front of each other, gas mask in hand uh, gave way to a dirty deeds on the arena floor. And then again, back in the ring, Ambrose dropped him again with a dirty deeds. And he left as sirens blared through the arena, which I'm just like, his new theme song's annoying. (laughs) I already don't like it. (laughs) It's stupid. It's stupid. I don't, I don't, ugh. Apart from that, apart from his, the whole Cyrus thing, I like this, but I don't like germaphobe Dean Ambrose. This is stupid. It is and, stupid. And it's, a situ- it's, a, it's a mockery of the Shield, and it's a mockery of everything that they were to be. The Shield was the most dominated group of the modern era, and now uh, the Shield is a joke. Dean Ambrose is getting laughed at when he's supposed to be booed out of the building. Yes, he gets booed. But people are so confused by the gas mask thing that they're, they're actually laughing. You hear laughter in the crowd when he does these jokes about being a germaphobe. And it's really ridiculous at this point. They're making Seth Rollins look silly. 
and they're doing nothing to promote this match other than having them come out and basically Dean Ambrose gets the upper hand every single time. Now, I know that's old school thinking as it pertains to, okay, continue to allow the heel to get the upper hand so when the pay-per-view rolls around, Seth Rollins can win, which we all anticipate he will. But you have to tell a better story than what you're telling. At this point, it's starting to become annoying to watch. You know what's going to happen every single week. You know Dean Ambrose is going to get the upper hand, and you know what's going to happen at the end, which is Seth Rollins is going to be frustrated or laid out with the, the spike DDT or whatever he calls it, the uh, uh, what's he called this DDT? Uh, dirty Deeds. Dirty Deeds. It's Dirty Deeds every single time. Now, if they really want to do something like I've been saying for the past month, get Renee really involved, okay? Have her be part of the plot twist and get this storyline to a level where it's watchable because right now it's not. Plain and simple. And I actually, Renee Young, what, the way they're using Renee Young getting her so pissed off at Corey Graves because Corey Graves keeps digging in her saying, you mm-hmm. know something, you know something. She's just like, how dare you? And I'm just like, yes, Renee, go off. Go off. Get him. I think I think they should have it where Renee Young played at the seat. That's what I think. Because you know she's you know supposed, you know she's supposed to play stupid like she knows nothing. Like she yeah, knows you don't you don't nothing. Exactly. She should have been the one to plant the seed. I think they should work that in where basically uh, and by the way, WWE, if you use this storyline, you better hire me or I'm coming for you. <laughs> um they should have Renee Young be the one to plant the seed. Renee Young should have been the one to, to get in Dean Ambrose's ears. You know you know they don't appreciate you. You know that uh, you know, you're better than them. You know they always put you on the back burner. That would be awesome, but they're not going to do that. You know why? Because they're WWE. True. So then we had a surprise, sort of. Um, we got two people that they just pulled out of catering and said, we're just going to put you in a storyline because... Well, sorry, not a storyline, a match, because who the fuck knows why. We had Heath Slater and Rhino make a appearance. So I'm just like, What? <laughs> Heath Slater, Rhino, TV production. On TV? On, On TV? TV? Wow. <laughs> but it's not what we thought. Heath Slater and Rhino come into Baron Corbin's office, quote-unquote office, and Baron pretty much said that there's not enough room on Raw for the both of you. So we're going to have a match tonight between the both of you and whoever loses is fired from Raw. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck's going to happen? I'm thinking none of us gonna get fired. It's gonna happen by DQ or some shit like that. But no, it's not. That's not how it happened. Um, so the match started, and um, Rhino blasted Heath Slater with a cheap right hand very early. Then he backed Slater into the corner and tried to go for a shoulder block, but he ducked out the way and delivered a very easy neck breaker and won. And. <laughs> Rhino is now fired, quote-unquote fired, from Raw. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. Rhino? Yeah, I mean, so, apparently after, you know, they went off for air to commercials, Rhino actually got in the ring, waved to the crowd, and then made a somber walk backstage. So, everyone's saying that that was his retirement match and that he would no longer be on the main roster and that, oh, yeah, he'll no longer be on the main roster and that he might go down to NXT and become a trainer or be in the back with Jason Jordan and Matt Hardy. But I think his in-ring competition days are done because he is almost 50. Reynolds almost 50. Like Almost he- 50 and hasn't done anything serious on television for a while. I think it was nice that they let him have a run as, you know, the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions. But that's pretty much it. I mean, Reynolds ran his, ran his course. He was really a good worker. 
very good worker, but the way I'm just like, if you're gonna have a retirement match, why yeah. you just got no, no, this is not how you do it. It's not how you do it. I was so mad because I'm such a fan of Rhino. Love Rhino. He's such a sweetheart. Ah, God, make no fucking sense. Yeah, Rhino. Rhino's one of the best, uh, at least in ECW era. Like he's one of the best ECW guys of all time, and. I think he should be proud of the fact that he made the transition to WWE and been with the company for quite some time. I mean, obviously, Very long time. he was, you know, he was, you know, in 2001, he came on board right after the ECW was uh, purchased by WWE. And then he was in a little hiatus, went to TNA, won a title over there and then came back and did pretty one pretty well for himself. Yeah. So then we had another random match. Finn Balor versus Chandra Mahal because. Oh, boy. Why the hell not? I, I'm not even going to lie. I barely even watch this match. I know Apollo Crews got into it. I'm just like, what? Why the fuck is Apollo here? <laughs> Why is Apollo here? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I have like no, I have like nothing to say except why? <laughs> Why is Apollo here? Why did you just pluck Apollo out of catering and just be like, go in the fear. Go, just go on. Do a run in, do a run in, kid. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, like Apollo should have been back down at NXT. He shouldn't have came up. Like, I'm sorry. He should have stayed at NXT. He should have, but you know, that's just me. Finn won. Sorry, yeah, Finn won. I didn't even care. I didn't even watch this match. So then we had another tag match. Um Rhonda was backstage with uh Alexa saying how mad she was at her and that she wanted another go at Nia Jackson Tamita, but this time she will pick her own partner because poor Natty has an elbow injury and couldn't compete. So she's like, I'll find my own. But of course, everyone and me knew who the hell it was going to be. It was going to be my girl, Ember! Because we all uh, love Ember. I like Ember. I wouldn't say love. I love Ember. love her so much. But okay. I, love, I love her finishing move. Yes. Oh, my God. Love that. Look, I love her finisher. The Eclipse. On my character, on my 2K18, that's mine too. But apparently, somebody wasn't very happy that she had to go against Nia Jax. Had to go against Nia Jax. And who is that person, you think? His, her husband, Matthew Palmer. He tweeted out during my Night Raw, hope this unsafe moron doesn't hurt my wife again. And I'm just like, wow. Somebody's upset. But he apparently deleted the tweet. But, of course, wrestling Twitter never forgets. And he screenshotted it. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Come on. And I'm just like, oh, God, Matt. Why? Shut your mouth. You're just a husband. Shit. You know what's bad about that tweet? What? It could be seen as inappropriate. It could be seen as irresponsible. It could be seen as petty. But you know how I see it? I see it as absolutely correct. <laughs> He hit the nail on the by God head. If I were him, I would not have deleted it. I would have left it right there. He was 100% correct. I mean, it's the truth, but goddamn, you can get her in a lot of trouble backstage. If Vince would have saw that tweet, he probably would have been very upset and probably put a let it out on poor Ember. She doesn't deserve that. She deserves a championship, goddamn it. She deserves a championship, but we're not. She deserves. That. She, she, like I, the reason why I say, let me clarify something. The reason why I say I like her and don't love her, I think her character needs a little bit more work. Um, the screaming entering the ring, like she the whole kind of like. No, I get it. I get it. I, I just, I think that she has 
more swagger than they're allowing her to to exhibit. I I think that she could be a little bit more swaggy and a little less little less more like I don't know uh, what you call her she wolf. I get that, um, but I think I think that she if she kind of just ends up being a little bit more human than than monster. I, I I'm having difficulty finding the words here, but you know what I mean. I think that she's cool. I think I she I think her personality would be dope as someone who has more swag than the kind of like monster kind of deal that she's doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. I, I think she's very talented. No question about that. But She should have held the was... NXT Women's Championship a little bit longer and not freaking jobbed out to fucking... Yeah. Can't stand it. Well, that was... Oh. Losing, the title, losing the title was her call-up. She got called up the next day, didn't she? Yeah. Well, Sunday. Oh, sorry. Monday she got called up because that was... No, nah, no. That was... Wait, did she? No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're 100 yeah, percent right. It, it was. I was, that, I was at NXT Takeover, so it was that Friday. She didn't get called yes, up yes, until yes. Monday. That, that so her I losing did. the title, yeah, her losing the title was nothing more than her getting called up. That's what I was. That was the only reason why I was happy. I was like, you know what? She's gonna get called up on Monday. She's gonna get yeah. called up. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. But I was still pissed because who she lost to. I'm like, really, Shayna? Shayna? Shayna Lily just got down there. Why is she champion? Why she can't you know, even wrestle that good? What you're talking about is 100 percent the way I feel about like teams like Undisputed Era, and I find myself so um, torn when when titles are on the line, like Velveteen challenging for Jumpers uh, title. Um, I wanted Velveteen to win, but then again, I was like, hey, maybe if he loses, he'll get called up. I want Undisputed Era to retain the NXT tag team titles, but I'm thinking to myself, hey, maybe if they lose the title, they'll get called up. So every time they put the titles on the line, I'm torn. And it's the same thing with Ember Moon. It was like, I wonder if she's going to get called up if she loses the title. Should I cheer for her to lose the title? Should I cheer for her to keep the title? You know, I don't know. I was cheering very loud. I don't know if you probably heard my screams during the live tape. Well, when, you, when I watched it back, I know I heard myself scream with little voice I had. I know nice. I heard myself screaming. <laughs> All my friends were like, Tracy, we hear you screaming. I was like, what? Even though y'all sat like damn near the floor, I was like all the way up there. How'd you hear me screaming? I barely had a voice. And it was only night one. <laughs> That's what's up, though. Anyway, this match was actually, you know, it was okay. It wasn't the best. I was kind of bored. I wasn't really paying attention much. I was just like, hmm, okay. Eh, eh. Of course, uh, Ronda Rousey and Ember Moon won via uh, via armbar tap out with uh, Tamina. So eh, it was an okay match, and that was the end of the show. And I was just like, eh, okay, let them main event. They opened the show and they main evented. Look at that. Never have a problem with the women the women closing the show. Just make sure you do it the right way. Yeah, because I was kind of bored during this match. It was an okay match. I was just like, eh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're we're past you know this is not this is not Royal Rumble time this is not WrestleMania time when Ronda Rousey just showed up where all we need is Ronda Rousey on screen to get a pop we're beyond that now she's part of the roster uh, we salute her for being on Raw every week unlike Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. but at the same time but at the same time now because you're on show every week because you're the Raw Women's Champion because the nostalgia or the excitement of you being on the show is no longer enough. Now we need something of, of merit to, to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's not forget Nia Jax actually getting in the face of Charlie Caruso. I'm not just like, hey, 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 hey. Had to do the Kevin Owens, hey, hey, hey. 
got her face. I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to hate her. I really am. I'm starting to hate her so much. Oh, I'm starting to hate her so much. I can't. I'm starting to really not stand be able to stand Nia Jax. I know. I know. I know you don't like oh, her. Oh my God, it's so bad. And I was her biggest fan. I really was. I the when the whole storyline with her being um shamed for being overweight mm-hmm. with with um with Alexa, Alexa, I loved. I loved it. I loved it. Her winning the title. I loved it. And to see where she's come now, like this heel, which is not like to me, it's not just being a heel, it's being obnoxious. Like to me, it's like she's just like Baron Corbin to me. Like they're not, they're not just heels, they're obnoxious. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, Raw was just boring. Absolutely. It was. I give it a D. I was really boring. So then let's get to the A show, the real A show. SmackDown Live! (laughs) The undisputed A show, the A show without any question. I don't know why they made SmackDown lose that freaking Survivor Series. Why? Don't know. Had no idea. Oh, by the way, six one. Okay, six one. Never forget. Six, it was six one. That's all I know. I saw it. We all saw it. We're not stupid, Ben. So it was six one. So we open the show with a contract signing, and we all know how contract signing go down. But with Paige as general manager, uh uh-uh. uh, not on her house, not in her house. Not on this show. Not going to happen. So we open the show with Charlotte, Becky, and my girl, Asuka. And, you know, they start arguing, of course. Uh, Becky saying how she's so much better than Charlotte. And <laughs> Asuka saying, didn't she beat you, though? <laughs> Asuka pretty much saying, uh, Becky beat Charlotte. Saying, she beat you for the title. But you haven't beat me, though. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, Asuka. Get in her face. Get in Larry's. her face. <laughs> and they all started arguing and arguing and arguing. And then Asuka starts yelling, no, 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 no. And I was just like, yes, Asuka, your English is getting so much better. You let her talk. Because usually they never let her talk because she barely knows how to speak English. Basically. Because, you know, Vince. But they actually let her talk, and nobody want her. I was like, nobody want Oscar. Yes, we're not gonna be disrespectful and want her whenever she talks. You assholes. Exactly, because she's 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 not somebody you should be wetting. You know, that's kind of a mock thing. You know what I'm saying? Like she's she's having trouble with the language, but she's getting a lot better. She's getting a lot better. So then Becky signed her name and just said, "Nope, I'm out," and just walked the hell out like a boss. Like an absolute boss. She just signed her name away and said, all right, drop the pen and just walk the hell out. And I'm just like, and that's how the champion does it. <laughs> like a boss. Absolute boss. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, Pretty much Becky, you know, says that she'll take, she'll do whatever it takes to win in TLC and that she doesn't care if you earned your title shot or not. But she's the one that picked up. Oh, sorry. Um, I totally got off. Yeah, sorry. That was um Becky. Sorry, Charlotte says that Becky can spend her title shot however she wants, but she's the one who picked up the ball when Becky uh got dropped after her injury and beat up uh Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series at with a kendo stick. And imagine what she'll do at TLC. And then they keep on arguing and arguing. Oscar interrupts. And Oscar says Becky already beat Flair, but not her. And now Oscar says she would have defeated 
uh, Ronda Rousey and that she will beat Becky at TLC. And I'm just like, ooh, she really would have beat Ronda and it would have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. So then Charlotte taunts Oscar, saying that uh, she ended her streak at WrestleMania. And I was just like, well, duh, her streak had to end somewhere. She literally been winning for two years and people were just getting tired of it. Like, well, she had to lose somewhere. And Oscar said that she got lucky one time. And, of course, Paige interrupts them. And then Becky says none of them could beat Rousey or her. And she signs the contract and leaves as the fans chant her name. Like a boss. Like the like true boss. champion. Yeah. <laughs> so then as Becky leaves, Charlotte Flair says she can leave because she's all talk these days anyway. And that she's going to be Becky and Asuka again. And then says, woo, at Asuka. So then Asuka fire back, fires back at her in Japanese. And then Flair tells her to stop it because she's already shattered Asuka's mystique at WrestleMania and will now finish her at TLC. So then Paige again gets in the between them and tells them, calm down. And they sign the contract. So then Asuka gets in Charlotte's face again and says she wants to fight her right now. But then here comes Mandy Rose, everyone's favorite porn star looking girl. <laughs> I don't like her. I, I don't. Like, I really don't. I can tell you, though. I can tell you, though. She, she, I'll put it like this. From a man's perspective, she's attractive, but she's very annoying. She's 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 like an even Marie 2.0. She can't wrestle, but she's really pretty to look at. Yeah, I like. Guy. I honestly like Sonya Deville more than I like Mandy Rose. Love Sonya. Love yeah. Sonya. So, uh, Mandy Rose comes out with Sonya Deville, and I'm just like, why are you out here with Sonya? Weren't y'all planning to break up like the past two weeks? Just, you know, putting the seeds down for like the past couple weeks that, you know, started at Evolution and ended at SmackDown like a couple weeks ago with Mandy walking out on Sonya. But let's just forget all about that. Let's just forget let's just forget about this past month or so of them fighting. Let's just forget all about that. Let's just squash it. It never exactly. happened. I'm just like, ugh. Uh, it was so stupid. So then they cut promos on Flair and Asuka. Sonya Deville says that Asuka's battle royale win was a fluke last week, but she promises she won't get caught like that again. And then Mandy says, if Paige wants to see fire and desire, and my ass immediately turned on my radio. I was like, oh, shit, I got to my song now. Hold on. <laughs> <She's-> <laughs> I'm just like, hold on. I'm going to play me some old school. Hold on. I want to hear fire and desire. Hold on. I'm going to turn on my song right quick. Oh, my goodness. And Rick then- James, bitch. And then if they want fire and desire, she's looking right at it. Fans started giving her the what treatment. Now I'm just laughing my ass off. I'm just like, yes, give her the what treatment. Give her the what treatment. Do it. <laughs> outside outside of how she looks, she's whack. She very, very, very is. Very much is. And then Manny says she wonders what would happen if Flair and Oscar don't make it to TLC. And then Paige says they're past idle threats. And then she makes a tag team match. We all we get another tag team match. <laughs> so, yeah. That, and then we go to commercial. So then we come back from break. And SmackDown Commissioner Shane McMahon is in his office with the World Cup trophy. Because he's the best in the world. Even though that 
doesn't no doesn't belong to you. There's only one best in the world, and he lives in my city with his beautiful wife. Pretty much. And then the Miz walks in and wants to know why he's hosting Miz TV with Daniel Bryan tonight. And Shane says because he's the host of the show. Duh. And Miz goes on and on about how he wants them to become the best tag team in the world and that that's what they were born to do. And Shane is worried about Miz getting the important answers out of Bryan tonight. And Miz says if uh, Miz says if he doesn't get the an- those answers, Shane owns him. Uh, owes him and Shane says he doesn't owe Miz anything so then we get to the tag match with Charlotte Flair and Oscar versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville now this match it was okay it was okay it was a okay it was a okay match but it ended very weirdly so Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville tag in at the same time Flair unloads and knock Mandy Rose off the apron. So Flair chops away on Sonya as the crowd woos with her. Because, you know, whenever someone chops away, you got to woo, of course. Woo! So then we get Charlotte with a belly-to-back suplex. And she kips up for a pop from the crowd. Um, Sonya rocks Flair, but Flair comes right back with a spear. Mandy Rose runs in, but, of course, Charlotte tosses her to the floor. Then Rose pulls Oscar off the apron, and then Mandy Rose rocks Flair from the uh, from the uh, apron. But of course, Oscar pulls her to the floor, and then Charlotte Flair turns around and kicks Oscar off the apron with a big boot. Apparently, thinking the shot came from her, and then Soya rolls Flair up for a two count, which was sadly botched horribly. That was exactly. Badly botched. Oscar comes back and drops Flair with a sliding knee to have Sonya Deville take advantage and get the pin on Charlotte for the win. And Oscar, as you know, Charlotte is on the floor. Oscar's with her hands up saying, hey, it wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> like, I ain't have a choice, girl. She made me do it. She made me do it. She made me do it. So then after the match, Becky's, you know, is sitting there with her title <laughs> with the Look, <laughs> and I was just like, I love Becky. <laughs> exactly. I love Becky's face set it on, set it all as Rose and Deville celebrate. Oscar throws her hands up, and Becky raises the title at ringside and smiles as Charlotte gets up. And yeah, and then uh, Becky continues raising the title, um, looking at her TLC opponents. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love her so much. God, who would have thunk it? In 2018, Becky will have the championship. Ugh! And a heel turn. Ugh! God, I love it. So then we get a three, well, not a three, a triple threat tag team match with the three best, well, not the best, two of the best. Xavier Woods, sorry, not a tag match, a triple threat between Xavier Woods, Cesaro, and Jey Uso. This match was the shit. It really was good. It really was good. And to everybody on Twitter, well, sorry, the NXT UK watchers, when Cesaro actually had Xavier on his shoulders and was <laughs> had um, Jay, Jay uh, holding Jay and started twirling around, we've all seen this move. We've all seen this move from a certain tag team partner of Mustache Mountain. Uh oh. Tyler Bate. That's a fact. 
that is Tyler Bates' move. And I'm just like, oh, Tyler Bates can do it better. He can do it with more people on his shoulders. I've seen him do it with at least two or three people on his shoulders with him twirling around two or three people. Tyler Bates can do it better. I agree, actually. Comes up to the point. I was just on Twitter like, Tyler, Tyler. I was like, that's Tyler's. That's Tyler's. <laughs> I was so excited. But this match had me like giddy. This, this is like three of the best tag teams you got on SmackDown. You got The Bar, you got The New Day, and you got The Usos. Like, I think I think they are the three best tag teams on SmackDown. I think they're the three best tag, te- tag teams in the world. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know that's in the world, excuse me, of WWE. Let me clarify that. Yeah. Um, on the front, on the top two brands, I, I'm giving honorable mentions to the Undisputed Era, but um, I think the Bar, uh, the New Day, and the Usos have separated themselves from the rest of the talent on SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. So then, I think next week, I think we are actually getting a rap battle between the Usos, the New Day, and the Bar. Oh my God in heaven. And I'm just like, oh god, this is not gonna end up good. Well, I take that back. Maybe it'll be, it'll probably be funny. Let's not forget the last time we had a rap battle, skeletons fell out the closet like it was good nothing. Point. Good point. <laughs> I'm just like, uh oh, oh shit. Here we go. And I'm just like, we're gonna bring up Xavier and Paige again since they're on the same show. We're gonna bring that do, up. They should do like a skit with those two together. God, no, no, no. Wrestling Twitter will explode. No. Like, imagine, like, them in the ring at the same time. Oh, my God. Poor, no, wrestling Twitter will explode. And then poor Paige, in her mentions, everyone's going to talk about her sex tape, but I don't think she deserves that. She really doesn't. I want to put that. I, I thought, I'm not going to lie. I thought the sex tape was pretty awesome. It was okay. I've seen it. I mean, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, porn theater, but I think that. I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think that she looked bad in the in the in the in the porn. I think it was a sex tape, and I don't I don't think it was like anything that made her look like a slut or anything. She's I mean I don't maybe it's just me. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, but the rest of friggin' the world, I guess, just they took that and they ran with it. and They made her feel so bad about herself. Yeah, that's true. Some of that's true. That's unfortunate. Saying yeah. that you know that she she should kill herself and all this shit. She was really down and plus she got injured to have all those people in your mentions and your dms calling you out of your name like no she doesn't deserve that she really doesn't well, for the record sean hubbard thinks that it wasn't that bad and i don't think she has anything to be ashamed of um you know i don't think anything was done that would make her look like she's any less of a respectable person we all have sex we all do our thing you know, I don't recommend the sex tape thing because you never know whose hands it might get in. But I don't I don't think she did anything to make herself look like any less of a lady. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. <sighs> okay, let's get back to SmackDown. So after that match, we had to go backstage to Lana and Rusa. Now Rusa Day. I'm very upset that this match actually got cut. We were supposed to get Nakamura versus Rusev for the United States Championship, but of course it, it got cut. For what reason? I don't know. And I'm just like, God damn it. Why? 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 So pretty much Rusev says that, you know, um, that Nakamura was jealous because last week he uh, attacked him and um, saying, you know, look at his muscles and all that. And then he started talking about tacos. And I'm just like, tacos. That's not kind of just, you know, um, I, I, I started ignoring him. I'm just like, soon you said double decker, triple t- 
tacos. I'm just like, huh, what? <laughs> I'm like, you can't put wrestling and tacos in the same sentence. Why not? I thought it was awesome. I like tacos and I like wrestling. Put them together. Because <laughs> as soon as he says tacos, now he's already hungry. So she's like, huh, tacos, what? Tacos! I love tacos. Doesn't so- the word taco just make you smile? Yes. <laughs> love tacos. Just say Tacos. <laughs> tacos. Tacos. You can't help but smile. I'm smiling right now. Tacos. Damn it. Now I probably won't get Taco Bell. No, not Taco Bell. I know what place we'll get tacos from, but it'll be Taco Bell. Anyway, sorry. Turn up. Sorry, guys. We got off, off topic with tacos. So pretty much Rusev says that. Tacos. <laughs> that he's hungry for the United States, for his United States title. Because remember when Rusev was back at his, you know, his old school Rusev days when he had long hair and would come out with tanks and shit. And Lana was his manager. He had the United States championship. Let's not forget that. Um, and that, sorry, and that Rusev is hungry for the United States title, which Nakamura is holding on to like a little boy with a toy. And he goes on to say that Nakamura won't be able to avoid him the next time he gets his hands on him. And that Russo says he will feast on Nakamura during the best holiday of them all. Come on, guys. Let's say it together. Say it together. Rusev Day! Day! And tacos! (laughs) Woo! Word of the day. Tacos. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna make us so hungry for tacos. Oh, I want tacos now. So we go to break and we come back and we have to ask yet again, what year is it, guys? Because we got Randy Orton versus Matt Jeff Hardy again. Again, it must be 2007. <laughs> because that's what we want to see Jeff Hardy break his body for our entertainment with. Racist ass Randy Orton. That's what we want to see. Uh, all I know is it's not 2007 and they need to switch it up. This whole thing is getting out of hand. Like, Randy Orton's being misused, is, uh, very misused as well. Like, I like, honestly, I've always liked him better as the as the legend killer more than the Viper, but that's just a personal preference. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Randy Orton as a swaggy, again, the word of the day, again, swaggy, like, same thing with Ember Moon. I think Randy Orton with the, like, I'm too cool for school. I kind of smell what's going on around me like the rock. And I put my hands up in the air like this. Randy Orton is better than I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Randy Orton. True. I just like, I like evolution. Randy. Orton. Ah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. Evolution. evolution Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Yes. So then we come back from the break and we see another Lars Sullivan coming soon promo oh, saying geez. that Stephanie and Shane are both trying to sign Lars. But from what I'm hearing, the rumors are going around that Lars is actually going to Raw. Which I'm just like, why? We already have Braun Strowman. Why we got to have Lars too? Take well, him to SmackDown. But, well, but, well, but, but, before you say anything, but mm-hmm. then I remember we're having another call up. Because if you did not know, uh, if you don't know Vince's rules, whoever is married got to have their husband and wife have to be on the same show. So pretty much Alistair Black is going to be coming up soon. And he's going to want to be on SmackDown with his wife, Selena Vega. If you guys not know, yeah. they actually got That's married this month. They That's got married fact. this yeah. month. 
So. Well, you got to count me down from three about Lars Sullivan. Three, two, one. Do you know the last person that two general managers or two figureheads were fighting over to have their services on Raw or SmackDown? How about the last two people? I'll take you back to 2002. Do you remember when Raw and SmackDown originally branched off into two separate entities and Vince McMahon of SmackDown and Ric Flair of Raw were literally fighting for the services of a young man by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) And a year before that, the Alliance and the WWF at the time, WWE was fighting over the service of The Rock. So for the first time in 20 years almost, about 15 to be exact, we are fighting for the services, not of The Rock, not of Stone Cold Steve Austin, of Lars Sullivan. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> I'm, oh my God, like, why? Why? Lars Sullivan wasn't even NXT champion. And he was barely in NXT on TV ever, but he did do good. At the ladder match for the American, uh, oh, American title. Shut up. What? I refuse to. I refuse to get on the Lars Sullivan bandwagon. Oh, he has the fist the size of cinder blocks. He is the freak. You know what? Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Ooh. Corey Graves. Suck it. Michael Cole. Suck it. Renee Young. Suck it. Anybody Ooh. who is promoting this guy. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it! <laughs> Lars Sullivan is trash. T R A S H, trash. Well, Fighting for the cert. They, I mean, they're really painting a picture like Vince, like, excuse me, Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon are in a huddle trying to figure out who's going to get blessed with the services of this big time. Oh, it's going to change the face of Raw or change the face of SmackDown. Yeah, it'll change the face. It'll get uglier, that's for sure. Well, then, someone's... I wish I could slap the... You know, Vince, I'm going to fight Vince McMahon. I swear to God. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask him for a job. I'm going to ask him for a job. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so, back to the show. So, there we go, back to the ring, and the Miz is waiting as... Greg Hamilton introduces him. So then Miz welcomes us to another must-see edition of Miz TV. But, of course, he is interrupted by Carmella and R-Truth. I love them. And, guys, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to do it because how could we not? So Carmella and Truth come out, stop on stage, and we have a three, two, one, dance break! We the rebels everybody want to talk about. We stay up all night and cause a riot, scream and shout. Get on the flow, on the flow. If you're really about it, don't take it. Seven second dance break, of course. Gotta have a seven I second dance it. break. I love it. So they start dancing and then awesome. they say, and then Drew says, as you were. And they go backstage. I'm just like, yes, this is what we needed. <laughs> so Miss like, Miss came out was like, did they really just come out here and dance? And everyone's like, yeah. And then Miss is like, it seems there's something I was like, no. So, Miss goes on about how 
WWE Champion Daniel Bryan, sorry, the new Daniel Bryan, has appeared on Miss TV several times over the years, but tonight is special because he's champion. And everyone tells everyone to get out of their seats and welcome the new Daniel Bryan because this new Daniel Bryan is, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. So then he comes out to his, you know, old music theme, yes, yes, yes music, but everyone starts yesing. So a lot of people start saying no, no, no. And I'm like, what year is it? What year is it? Why are we knowing? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Why are we knowing? What year is it? And where is Kane? <laughs> I'm like, where is Kane? Why are we knowing? What the fuck? Ugh. So he comes out holding his title, kind of like how Ciampa does. I'm like, ooh, someone's been watching NXT lately. Holding his title like he's Champa. Okay, I see you. I see you. So Brian takes a seat and Miz talks about his change in attitude. And that Miz finally says that uh Miz says that Daniel Bryan finally realized that Miz has been right all along. And my uh Daniel goes on to talk about how he wasn't that smart before because he cared about what the fans thought. And now that this new Daniel Bryan no longer cares what the fans have to say. Bryan goes on to say that the fans are all sheep. And I'm like, sheep? Bray Wyatt? Where's Bray? <laughs> We're talking about sheep, right? Where's Bray? Where, where's Bray? Oh, not wrong show. So then he talks about the new Daniel Bryan being so much more dangerous. And that he goes on a very long trip. And he says he starts lashing out the fans for how they destroy the environment and how they contribute to climate change every single day and i'm just like oh my god this heel daniel bryan is a hippie da- hippie hippie heel daniel bryan very very hippie and so uh daniel says if you want to talk about sins and i'm just like sins oh lord he's been watching dean say sins a lot dear god I'm like, I'm like, have Dean and him been taking freaking lessons from each other on how to be a bad guy? What the fuck? So, um, Brian says if you don't talk about sins, he kicked one man in the groin on one day, but these people commit countless atrocities, atrocious, atrocities, if I said it wrong, don't kill me, against the earth and future generations every single day, month, and year. Count the sins, he says, and of course the fans boo very loudly. And Miz says he doesn't want to hear all that. He didn't have Brian come on here to talk about um, Alexander Hamilton and all that shit. And he did ask Brian to answer one question. Did he become WWE champion because he listened to what the Miz had to say? Yes or no? Fans break out in yes and no chance. Brian then says yes. And everyone cheers. And he goes no. Yes. No. Yes. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. It does. And that it does not matter. Like the the only thing that matters is that the old Daniel Bryan is dead. And I'm just like, oh, dear God, Taylor Swift, shut up. We get it. The old Taylor Swift is dead. This is the new one. Okay, much, Taylor, Daniel Swift, shut up. <laughs> shut up. She's dead. And I'm just like, oh my God. Okay, Daniel Swift, we get it. Yo, you is dead. This is the new you. 
Daniel Swift. Daniel Swift. Yeah, I really on Twitter. That crazy. Daniel I like Swift. that. I like that. I said a lot. it first. I said it first. Daniel Swift. <laughs> you said it first. So he thinks Taylor takes Bryan. Let's do it. Yes, custom title plates off the belt and says it's dead and i'm just like my god <laughs> then brian says that the Miz and everyone else can do nothing about it and um let's not um eh. and was that during no not yet so then he starts raising the title starts chanting fickle 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 and i'm just like oh my god that his new favorite word now instead of yes it's fickle okay sure fine so then it got interrupted by aj styles marches up to the ring and daniel retreats like the coward heel he is so aj enters the ring and the miz grabs his leg but aj kicks him off aj then ends up chasing daniel back into the ring but he unload but he unloads on the miz and then Daniel comes in from behind and attacks AJ for the double team. And I'm just like, oh, my God, the Miz and Daniel Bryan are now friends. Fun. So then Miz comes from behind and drops AJ with a skull-crushing finale as Daniel watches from the ramp. And I'm just like, oh, my God. What the hell? We were supposed to have this match for the – oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. We can still have it for the championship. Instead, it'll be heel versus heel. Never mind. I lied. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I there was like, go. or if time, wait, yes, we can. You fixed it. Heel you fixed versus it heel yourself. for the championship. And don't, and don't completely, that was don't supposed completely to have been happening, but we kind of just turned it back to heel again. Like... I know, but you never know because Miz is over. And you, I mean, all it takes is one, you know, one decision, a right True. decision. But then again, that so then we go to commercial and come back, and it's 2011 again. Because we have Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Yay. The match no one no one called for. We did want this. Because what happened the last time Jeff Hardy actually wrestled Randy? Oh, yeah. Freaking Randy pulled out his goddamn ears. God damn it. Um, it was an okay match. I probably Pretty probably much. Was just not Pretty much. Attention. It was on my phone. Because I was just like, eh, I don't care about this. It was, it was, yeah, it was okay. But, of course, during this match, before the match even ended, it was about to end, here comes Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe is at a bar. And I'm just like, oh, no. At first, I didn't get it, but then I had to, like, sit down oh, and be like, man. oh, shit, right, Jeff is overcoming. <laughs> I, I was so mad after all Oh, you get it. I was like, God oh, damn you it, get WWE, it. shit. So Samoa Joe appears on a big screen and Joe's at a local bar telling Jeff Hardy he's doing a good job and to keep it up. And Joe looks to be having drinks with random people at the bar. And he's behind the bar being a bartender. And then he's, <laughs> as he's pouring some beer, he says, drink responsibly. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm just I love it. I'm like, really, we're gonna I, play into Jeff Hardy being a recovering alcoholic. Okay, let's let's just do that with Matt probably behind. Oh, Matt's on Raw. What's next, WWE? You gonna put that, have Joe put white powder on his nose? Is that what we're gonna do next? Have him smoke a or have him come have out like Jeff was in the ring, huh? What's going on? What's next, match? 
have them be really high. <laughs> I kind of, kind of really want to see that though. Pretty much. Really bad batch. Really, really. Pretty bad much. Batch. Anyway. Download the oh, you know, download the Global Force Wrestling it. Network. Easily find it. So then, what the distraction Randy yeah, won sure. with it RKO. So as Orton exits the ring, Hardy stumbles to his feet as Joe appears on the big screen again. Joe is here to warn us about ex- excess and say everything is best in moderation. He plays more mind games with Jeff while pouring a beer. Joe says the choice is clear. Choose to drink responsibly and then says cheer to Jeff before drinking the beer. I'm not just like, God damn it. After that, I was just like, I can't go to the bar and get a drink. But I want to have some with Joe as my bartender. <laughs> Tacos. I'm I don't know what else you want. Speak. Tacos! <laughs> so then we still have a surprise yeah, we match. Know. We have AJ Styles versus The Miz. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Cool. Where are we supposed to have another match? Where are we supposed to have Nakamura and Rusev? But okay, let's just forget about that. Fine. Let's just totally forget about it. That's fine. That's that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It it's this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. So then, totally fine. It's fine. This is fine. This is fine. It's fine. So then we get a commercial about how we're getting a <laughs> WrestleMania rematch between Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. And I'm just like, it's not a rematch because it's not for the title. It's not a rematch. It's just a regular match that happened at WrestleMania, but without the title. Fine. And then we get another commercial saying we're getting a rap battle between the Bardo Usos and the New Day. And I'm just like, ho, 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 ho. So what was, what was Jeff what was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton a rematch <laughs> from Royal Rumble 2007? Like, Shut up! Who's going to be the rap battle MC like it was the last time? I can't think of his name. Wale. Love Wale. His Wale mania parties are insane. Insane. Look, if he has a Wale mania in New York for WrestleMania weekend, y'all need to go because Wale mania is so much fun. So much fun. You will get very, very drunk. Anyway, so we go to the ring. Drink responsibly. Yes, drive. And if you drink, make sure yes. you drink responsibly and drive safely. Or get a cab. A lot of cabs. So then we go back to the ring, and our main event is AJ Styles versus The Miz. Um, it, the camera cuts backstage to Kayla Braxton approaching Daniel Bryan. Uh, Kayla asks Daniel why he's still here after it appeared he was not leaving earlier. He says, the new Daniel Bryan does not run, and everything he does, he does with a purpose. Uh, Bryan said he's going to do commentary and walks off. And I'm just like, so the new Daniel Bryan talks in third person. Okay. Fine. Sure. The new Daniel Bryan. No, no, Daniel Bryan doesn't talk in third person. The new Daniel Bryan. I'm like, what are you, The Rock? Rocky Maivia doesn't speak in third person, <laughs> but The Rock. So then, this match person. was actually really, really good. Very good. Very, very good. I would want more of this. 
but I want it for a triple threat. Triple threat. Ooh, make it happen. WrestleMania, triple threat for the WWE Championship. I should write for WWE. <laughs> you should. And I should commentate for WWE. Sign us. So the Sign us and save with, your company, um, Vince McMahon. Oh, uh, yeah. With the Miz working on AJ's legs, and then AJ blocks for a figure four attempt and sends Miz shoulder first into the turnbuckles. Then Daniel Bryan comes out of freaking nowhere to go for AJ while the referee is checking on the Miz. And AJ decks Daniel Bryan and sends him back at the commentary. Oh, before all that, before all that, Daniel talking on commentary, I kind of need that a little bit more. Just a little tiny bit, just a little tiny bit, because he's actually really good on commentary. He talks a lot of shit. He talks a lot of shit. Okay. Like how uh, AJ was saying, you know, how they were wanting him and saying they're chanting uh, a word from 20 years ago or some shit like that. I'm just like, God damn, that shit everyone up. I didn't it. Didn't he called the fans out and the fans that's actually true. quiet? That's so, true. He called them out. So, um, the match ended with the Miz, uh, AJ countering the Miz, rolling him into the calf crusher, and the Miz taps out. But as AJ celebrates, Daniel Bryan enters the ring and takes his knee out, which I was just like, God damn. So then, Bryan. So then, Bryan drags AJ to the corner Chocolate. and slams his knee into um the ring post and then daniel bryan pulls aj out and sends him face first into the ring post then daniel slams aj's face into the announce table mocking him aj rolls back oh sorry Brian. daniel rolls aj back into the ring and follows him stalking him from the corner aj gets up but daniel takes his knee out from under him again with a running shot Daniel applies the heel hook submission now as AJ screams in pain. The referees try to get Daniel to break it, but of course he won't. <laughs> so then all like the referees like little... backstage come Itch. running down and the hold is finally broken and Daniel stands tall as the fans boo him. AJ tries to get up, but Daniel nails a kick to hit AJ's head. Then Daniel stomps away on AJ. And then Daniel does a victory lap around the ring as the booze continue. So then he gets back in the ring and then stops like away boss. on AJ's head again. Daniel leaves the ring and grabs like his title. He goes, he goes over to Hamilton and bullies him like into announcing him as RWWE champion, the new Daniel Bryan. Daniel stands the announce table, rates his title like the as boss. the booze continue. Bryant, Bryant takes the mic and asks the people, you like don't approve of this? You don't like it? You don't, you're not cheering? Fickle. No, he says, you don't approve? Fickle. You guys don't cheer? Fickle. The people don't love the new Daniel Bryant? Fickle. Fickle, fickle, fickle. Bryant goes on and on and on as he chants, Fickle. And as AJ is slowly getting up, Daniel runs back in, applies the hook again as AJ screams in pain, saying he gives up and saying, get him off me, that he gives up. And SmackDown goes off the air where referee is trying to get Daniel to break his hold. 
And that is I, how you do uh, a wrestling boss. show. Oh my god. <laughs> Tacos! What a great I tell you, man. If it wasn't for SmackDown, I tell you what. I would have quit. I would quit you WWE if it wasn't Glenn for Barry SmackDown and NXT. I'll tell you that right NXT now. Tonight. Very quickly because I kinda watched a little bit. I only watched like yes. a little bit because this was Punishment Martinez. If you do not know Punishment Martinez, he is from Ring of Honor, and he is so good. He's been Ring of Honor TV champion at least once. He's gigantic and he's cute. But his character, his character was. Take it easy. Now, whenever I start marking out and talking about how cute these females are, you always tell me, shut up, let's stick to wrestling. So I'm going to tell you, shut up, let's stick to wrestling. Alistair okay. Blackish when he was a Ring of Honor. When he come out during a Ring of Honor pay-per-views, mm-hmm. uh, one of his entrances, it had a lot of fog. It had people in rows without their face showing. It was very dark. It was very Undertaker, Alistair Blackish. I'm just like, huh, okay. Okay, he had very dark makeup. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know how they're going to have this character on NXT now. But they better not fuck it up because he's an amazing worker and they better not fuck this up. They better... Yep, when he gets oh, they won't mess, up, it, they won't mess it up yeah. on NXT. Um, he had his first match up. with the King of Bros. Matt Riddle, the King of Bros. Bro. It was... I like him. I love Matt. Matt is Matt. People are like, oh, it's just cool. a gimmick. Like no, that's actually just Matt in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, very nice match. That's actually of course, cool he's he not is. Yeah. The match because Matt won him. He won him with the bro mission. His lo- his uh, locked in the bro mission, and Martinez actually tapped out. So then after the match, Riddle's walking up the ramp, and who comes up behind poor Matt? That's right, Cassis. Oh no! Sneaks up behind Riddle as Riddle turns around. Oh no! Blasts him with a roaring elbow, and Riddle falls off the stage. So then we go backstage and we have Heavy Machinery, who I love. I love these guys. I love Otis. Oh, my God. He remembers me every time they're having a show in Orlando, like a house show. He always comes up and hugs me. Otis hugs are the best. If you have not had a hug from Otis, you need a hug from Otis. They're the best. Uh, I don't (laughs) think I'll get a hug. I'll shake his hand. So then we get another match with okay. the Forgotten Sons. So I was just like, why do we have to repackage these guys as the Forgotten Sons? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> forgotten Sons. Because they're Forgotten Sons. Against Raul Mendoza <laughs> and Humberto Carrillo. I know I totally fucked up. I fucked this last name, but yeah. I love Raul. Oh my God. If you have not seen Raul in a match, Need to go watch Raul Mendoza's match. Oh, my God. He's like, he's, I think he used to be a luchador, but he moves like a luchador. He had a match against Alistair Black at house shows. He had matches against Velveteen Dream at, match, at house shows. He is so good. He is so good. I'll say it again. He is so good. And, yes, he is. And so let me ask you a question. Is he good? At a house show. For Monday Night Raw. And I'm just like, huh, why? 
I'm just like, why? Is he getting called? Well, pardon me. Pardon me. Is he getting a call up too? Bye. So, of course, they didn't win. The uh, Forgotten Sons actually won. I was just like, ah, who cares? <laughs> eh, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Um, this NXT was trying to be like, eh, eh. I'm kind of waiting for the NXT before, um, what is it? Um, Royal Rumble, because that's going to be one hell of a match. So then uh, we go backstage, and Velveteen right. Dream says that he walked away from TakeOver War Games with everyone talking about him, including Triple H. And that Dream guesses, you can say, that Dream over. And I'm just like, huh, we talk about you even when it's not a TakeOver, but okay, okay, Dream, go on, go on, go so then we go backstage again and Undisputed Era is like hiding it. out. Like Bobby Fist says he's a dangerous man and he may need to introduce EC3 to a chair again. Kyle O'Reilly, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and Strong gloat about injuring the War Raiders because I, I don't know if they're really injured or whatnot, but they did. So we have another match. We have Shayna Baszler versus uh, with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Schaefer versus Dakota Kai. Love Dakota. She is so sweet. But I hate I hate what they're I, I ugh. why? Why we had against against those three. I'm she looks like, weak. Really? She looks weak. Really? Ah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Yep. So yep. of course she loses because we have because you know she loses with a Kurafita clutch because you know that's all her finisher is. Is a yeah. Eh. Yeah. So then after the match, Shayna Baszler and company attack poor Dakota Kai and Lo Shirai hits the ring and makes the save. And I'm just like, love Lo Shirai. God, she's amazing. Thank God you guys put her on NXT because she deserves it. She's so good. So good. So good. So next match. Oh, sit my bed. I didn't even do that. Sorry, I'm like trying to do two things at once. So then uh, so then after this match, it was an okay match. I was uh-huh. just mad because, yeah. So then we have an in-ring segment with the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. So Ciampa says that another takeover is in the books, and he is once again NXT's MVP. Ciampa, has to set, uh, Ciampa says he destroyed everyone put in front of him. Ciampa says no one believed in him. And that the NXT, the voice of NXT, Maria, Mar- uh, how you say his name? Maria, Mar- ah! Can't say his name and I love him. Uh, the announcer. Maru. Maru yeah. I don't want to fuck up his name. Who's usually the announcers for? What? Yes. Maro. Yes. Maro Renato? Sorry. <laughs> so, oh and that he didn't believe in him, but Mama Mia, here Champa stands. And that Champa will go down as the greatest NXT champion of all time. But then Alistair Black's music hits. Alistair joins Ciampa in the ring. Oh, yeah. Alistair says that at TakeOver, he absolved Johnny Gargano of his sins. And I'm just like, oh, my God, he's Bray Wyatt. He's Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, and uh, he absolved Johnny Gargano of the sins Ciampa created. And that Alistair says he wants a rematch at NXT TakeOver Phoenix. But then Johnny interrupts. Gargano says the two of them aren't finished. This is over when Gargano says it's over. Black and Gargano go face to face. Ciampa says he loves it 
when Jar- Gargano leaves Johnny wrestling in the back and comes out as Johnny Badass. Johnson says he knows that when Gargano gets obsessed with something, he will never let it go. Chomp and Gargano should have been in war games. Chompa says if it were him, he would want to finish this the right way in a steel cage. Gargano says that that's a good idea and that Alistair Black says he will fight Gargano anywhere. Then Black tries the black mask, but Gargano ducks and rolls out the wing ring as Chompa laughs on the apron Black hits the black mask on Chompa. And I'm just like, ooh. And that's the end of the episode because it's only 30 minutes. So, yeah. So, it looks like next week we are getting Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano in a steel cage match. But, but I've already heard spoilers about this match. Unless, I don't know if you guys want me to tell you guys or not. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So, tell it, tell it, tell it. Yeah, we'll put a di- yeah, we'll put a disclaimer on the, on the description so people right know whether or not to later listen. Later in the next episode, but if y'all want to stay, spoiler alert. Okay, here we go. So this te- steel cage match was amazing, but Johnny had a little help from who you might ask. Oh, just Chopper. Chopper comes in and helps him, and then at the end of it, while Alistair's on the floor, the two of them hug. Team DIY is oh, yeah. back as a heel tag team. I love it. Yes. Also, it, I love uh, it. I love it. I love it. If you... I love it. If anybody, does, if anybody doesn't love it, also, suck it. We also already it. know, because of this taping, we also already know who's going to be the number one contender for Shayna's belt. I don't know if you guys want me to say it or not. All right. Spoiler alert. Say it. Say it. Say it. Number one contender for the, the, uh, for the NXT Women's Champion is none other than the uh, the V. Ted Bianca Belair. Woo! And I'm like, oh hell yeah! But I'm kind it's of about time. I'm like, It's about what? time. If she wins, she's champion. Oh, she's gonna get choked out. She's gonna get choked out. I'm just, look. I'm I like that she's in the match, but she's I not gonna Bianca, win. And I want her to win. But I like her too. I like her too, but she's not gonna win. Unless, unless yeah, Shayna Baszler is going to get called up and enter the Royal Rumble the next day. Win the NXT Championship, and then all three of them, with Shayna, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Schaefer, all going to go up so they can all finally have the four, four, four horsewomen on Raw, you know, to help freaking um, Rousey. I don't. I, I want Bianca to win. I want her to win so bad because I fucking love her. I want, I want her to win. I want does. her to win. I don't know if she will, but I, I would love to see her win. And speaking of Bianca Blair, I, I, I want to One see, I want to see her husband and, and, and his partner. Yes, I want to see the Street Posse win the NXT Tag Team Championship, which would propel the Undisputed Era up to the main roster. I could have my cake and eat it too. I could have the Street Profits of the NXT Tag Team Champions and have 
the Undisputed Era yes, called up to the main roster. Enough. That is a dream like I said, scenario. NXT champion, NXT Women's Championship match can go either way. Either A, all three of them, Shayna, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Schaefer, are all going to the main roster. Or B, Shayna retains, and that means only one thing, that Miss Bianca Belair is done with NXT, and that she's going straight to the Royal Rumble. Because remember, we have a women's Royal Rumble, and they need all the women they can get. So, so, instead of bringing back the old school people, let's bring up some NXT people. Maybe Bianca Belair comes, and she gets called up, and she stays. Instead of just coming And here's something to the WWE creative team, and especially you, Vince McMahon. If you're going to continually have NXT surprises enter the Royal Rumble, which I'm completely fine with, how about hmm, you do something different and let one of them win? Who's to say that somebody from the NXT brand can't go straight into the Royal Rumble win it and go on to WrestleMania. Could Adam Cole pull that off? You're damn right he could. Could Bianca Belair pull it off? Could Shayna Baszler pull it off? You're damn right they could. Hey, Vince. Hey, WWE. How about you try For something different? God damn it. Please. <laughs> but please For the love have of God. Belair go Raw because you will bury her. Bury her. She needs to. Everyone just needs to go to SmackDown. Yeah, she. They were. They really were. But uh, you know what I would like? Okay, go oh, on. I got a scenario for Bianca Blair right now. Oh my God in heaven. Uh huh. Bianca Blair joins Raw and gets in the Ooh. ear of a woman Ember? who reminds me a lot of her. Oh yes. Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks and Belair beat the crap out of Bailey. And Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks form a team. That would be awesome. We would get heel Sasha back, and I really, really want to. Tell me you're not loving that right now. I would love that. I would love that. But you know why it won't happen? Because it's WWE. Because for some reason, everybody on Raw has to be a heel. And we want to have. And we want to have Bailey and Sasha. I'll give you I don't know. Yes, it has. Oh, by the way, before we go, guys, I'm going to need y'all to go check out the Edgy Christian show because I literally just caught up and oh my God. Oh my God. Guys, I can't. These guys are fucking hilarious. Oh my God. They they pretty much get to do whatever the fuck they want. They get to do whatever the fuck they want. They brought up impact jokes with Tommy Dreamer. I'm like, Tommy fucking Dreamer? Tommy Dreamer. What the fuck? It was so freaking. It was classic, yeah. Classic. I think they were in a cave, and um, I forgot who was talking. But it's saying it's dark and it's moody and it's creepy. And then Christian said, "Are we in the impact zone?" And Tommy goes, and "Tommy goes, hey, I work there, man." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, just like impact jokes, hilarious. That's funny. That's and funny. we have a lot of returning people. We had Finn Balor with the word of the day, and the word of the day was over. I'm just like, yes! I'm just like, yes, we're bringing back the Finn Over thing. And I, uh-huh. I love it. And we also had um, returning people like Santino Morello. We had um, Vicky Guerrero come back. Um, 
uh, Carlito made a return. I'm like. Carlito, my uh, guy. I, I saw Carlito, I screamed. I was like, Carlito! <laughs> it was. was Carlito like, yes, of the Spain Cologne family. Yes! So, yes. The only man in history to win the Intercontinental Championship his first night in the business and the United States Championship in his first night. Well, actually, the United States Championship his first night on no, SmackDown and the Intercontinental no, yeah. Championship the first they night on Raw. They need to go home. watch the Edge Christian show. They literally do whatever the hell they want. They also going to talk about the boss, Vince McMahon, of course. So, yeah, you guys need to go watch. <laughs> no. And also, I you, you need to go watch the second episode because the revival is in therapy with Bailey and he's saying <laughs> and all they make is sexual in the windows so I think uh, I, oh god what is who are the guys in um, Revival I forgot their names um, Dawson and oh my gosh I know Scott Dawson but I forgot the other I'm really people. embarrassed so I don't know their names Bailey brings out these puppets because they said they've been having trouble with each other say so they're not on the same page all the time and Bailey brings out these puppies, and Scott goes, you know, uh, how, what if I want to do flips sometimes, stuff like that. All you're into is fisting. And Bailey looks at her fist like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, sexual in the windows. I love it. That's Vince, hilarious. Yes. Vince, yes, this is the only thing I say. Yes, yes, Vince, yes. <laughs> yes. And shout out to shout Please out to, uh, to Scott Dawson and Dashwood. Oh, by the way, by the way, we actually might be getting that. We might actually be getting the revival versus the Young Bucks. We might actually be getting it because we did not know during Monday Night Raw. Not bad. Uh, the revival bad. actually tweeted out something and tweeted out, uh, "One day we will wrestle." The Young Bucks and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet. And then Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks actually um, actually tweeted, one day we'll wrestle the revival and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet with Scott Dawson. And Scott Dawson actually retweet, uh, retweeted with, uh-huh. the, uh, with a time, uh, with a clock. Now, everyone's just like, oh, shit. It might actually be going down. So, guys, we might be getting our wish. We might be getting our wish. Turn up. Because, you know, we all know, if you guys don't watch, you know, being the elite, we all know about, you know, FTR that they're not allowed to say anymore. But we all get to because we're the fans and we don't give a fuck. <laughs> so we might be getting it. So fingers crossed. So, with that, we're all going to go. I'm going to go drinking because it's $3 drink night at my local bar. So. <laughs> Yay! And I'm going to go to bed because I have to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Adulting! Shut up. So, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Pretty much. We'll probably talk shit about Raw again because we'll know it'll be terrible. And, of course, we'll talk. And, of course, we'll talk in Because next Raw week, sucks ass. That's next why. Next week. So, with that, we are both out of here. Thanks for listening and downloading our episodes. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Bye-bye. We're out. Peace out. 
Thank you for listening to the TNT Wrestling Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at TNT Podcast 2018 and follow Smiley at Smiley Baby Boo. See you next time.